Hello? Hello? Hi. Hey, we finally made it through it. Well, that's good. Um, well, uh, I'll just uh, get this started. Hello, PBR and um, Rodeo World. I'm your host, Porter. And today we have a special guest with us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, Rebecca Messenger and Fox Caps with uh, Bent Rail Buck and Bull. Well, uh, thank you for um, uh, being able to take the time uh, out of your day to join me on this podcast. Um, I guess just to get started with it, um, what really interests you or um, your um, husband into doing bucking bulls and all that kind of stuff? Um, we're fairly new to in the business for uh, about six years now. And we've both always been fans of PBR. And we always said one day we would buy one, and, and we just kept putting it off, putting it off. And finally we did, and it got us started. Okay, yeah. And um, for you guys, when, what is it like owning a PBR bull? Rock, you want to answer that? Uh, I mean, so it's a lot more work, lots more work and time consuming it. Than you think, and uh, it's not a money making deal. <laughs> That's for dang sure. That's for sure. <laughs> it's just uh, just the thrill of seeing your animals do good, I guess. Yeah, and for you guys, um, I was talking to uh, Rebecca earlier. She was saying about the whole entire um, industry and all that stuff. Um, for you, what really sparks your interest about the PBR? Like, what about the PBR really just says I enjoy being. I enjoy calling myself a stock contractor in the PBR. That's where the best bulls in the world go. Yes, I, I do have, have to agree with that one. Um, with you guys uh, going up, um, did did y'all ever attend any events as uh, children or like um, teenagers or or um, any of, of that um, sort of thing before owning a, a bucking bull? Did we attend the event? Well, we've always been involved with agriculture and rodeo and coming and raising cattle our whole both of us our whole lives so we've been around it just hadn't just wasn't in it really yeah yeah and for you guys um what really i guess um because there's a video uh that the pbr has posted all that stuff of uh your bull actually being in the house uh um in the popcorn and all that so what was that full uh experience like <laughs> well, that was just, it was really Manny's, I mean, he's a special one to us. Um, he had a tough time getting here, and he's only five months old. It's not, he's not a PBR bull yet. <laughs> Hopefully he will be. But uh, he's just, I've, I've, I've had to uh, bottle raising, and so he's, he's a big pet. Now he's got some real nice uh, genetics in him for as far as bucking stock he's uh goes back to mossy oak two times and um so i mean we've got high hopes for him and it it will make a a great story if he if he does make it to the pbr (laughs) yeah it it sure will um for you guys being stock contractors what do you guys look for in a bull not not only a championship bull but just a bull in general that y'all think is good enough to be in the pbr well, you're always looking for world champions. <laughs> so, that's kind of what you gauge off of. Because, I mean, when you go to the PBR, you know, you do want to take your best stock. The PBR is just a whole different level. Of yeah. And, uh, 
different different level bulls and riders. Yeah, oh, yeah. Don't please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, for you guys being, you know, um, owners of Bucking Bulls and all that stuff, um, do you guys ever think of like expanding to the point of like the um, burgers or the pages or any of that stuff in, into the PBR or just staying kind of small as of now? Uh, we'll never be as big as the pages. I mean, the pages, they're the best in the industry as far as I'm concerned. And they go back two or three generations. They've been working on what they've got and uh, they've got the best and they are the best and they're good people. Uh, we have more of their genetics, but we, uh, yeah, we'll never be um, as big as they Do are. you guys have any bulls that are bucking as of now on the um, PBR level? We've got two. We've got two that we bring now: Buzzard Palace. Oh, uh, I've AJ. actually heard of AJ uh, Bucking here too at different events and all that. Um, for you guys, um, I guess um, handling, and by handling, I mean like um, putting them on a truck and all that stuff. What kind of process do you do? You y'all take going from state to state, or like all that big thing for the bulls and for housing and, and all that stuff. We try not to travel over about eight hours, eight hours with them in the trailer at a time, and uh, we lay over at stock at different stockyards and different friends' places, and just kind of wherever the mark hits, you know, you find some. You find it's always easy to find. It doesn't seem like it, but it's always easy to find. Yeah. To say. Um. So, um, do you guys really? Uh, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I kind of forgot what I was gonna ask you guys. Um. But for you guys being PBR fans. Um, having bulls in the PBR and you know that system, I guess. Um, do you have, have you guys ever went through any other like? Um, have you bulls ever gone through like the ABBI or like the James Gang and like all that stuff? To now, uh, we go. We've had several go through ABBI. AJ competes in the ABBI now as a four year and also four year old in the classic events, but he also goes to the. You know, the Unleash the Beast tour, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about how the PBR has, I guess, changed for the bull side of things now compared to a decade or so ago? It's, it's good in some ways and bad in others. That's the <laughs> politics. I got to leave that alone. Yeah, I I agree with that personally. Um yeah, I think you know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, but as far as genetics go, I think the genetics have came a long ways, and and um, I mean PBR can't say enough about how how they do bring up the bulls, um, and and the contractors are yes. able to show them. Oh yeah, the to me the FBI has grown a lot, and just taking bulls to different events and. And um, giving right. them their best chance to show themselves again, um, to to show themselves with Cody Lambert being there or so and so. Um, right. It's gotten a lot tougher. The bulls, the caliber of bulls, is really. I'm not gonna say the bulls are any better than they ever were. There's just yes. more of them that yeah. are that good. Um, right. Do you guys? Because like I know some stock contractors know certain riders who would give their bulls the best chance out. Do you guys have any preferences on riders or just any rider? They you guys believe can do the best on your bull? 
think any rider that's that makes it to the PVR can most of them will show your bull, you know, to the best that they can because they're there. They want they want to win also. You always like to have a big name or somebody in the top ten get on your bulls because right. they they just seem to to do better. And then depending on different sizes of riders and the style of riding, you know, there's different ones that fit different bulls better, and that's kind of yeah who you hope you um, get. You know, do you guys. For for me being a fan of the PBR and all that, I like if I, if I ever did buy myself a bucking bull, I would want a bull that would um I guess throw people off in like the three four second mark. For you guys as a um being able to I guess go to more events, do you guys want bulls that can um get a good score from like the five to six? Or get a good score. Well, I take that back. Do you guys want a bull that can buck consistently and get like a sort forty-four point bull score day in day out, but gets ridden a lot, or a bull that bucks everybody off but gets like a forty-three, forty-two type bull score? In the ABBI situation, you want them to ride them. I mean, I I, I love for the riders to ride the bulls. I mean, I like bucking them off sometimes too, but I mean. You got to get your bull shown, and they need to. You, they need to ride the, your bull anywhere from five to eight seconds in that ABBI part of it, just to show your bull. And the PBR doesn't. They don't have to ride them as far, but I like to see a rider ride a bull and make and you know score in the nineties and. Everybody yeah, I agree with that as well. You know, you, you want your bull to have its best out, and by that having it being ridden so and so amount of times, so be it. As long as your bull gets the best outshone that it can give to the judges. Um, right. For, I guess, the touring pro division of side of things, do you guys send your bulls down there, or is it mainly just like ABBI events and like the um, PBR um, built for a tough series level? Um, no, we. it's not just ABBI. We go, we, we'll also go to the Unleash the Beast um, when, yeah, when yeah. we can get um, in. Well, as far as just going, we go to the Touring Pros when it, there's a classic event at the Touring Pros. Oh, but other true. than that, we just stay. Yeah. We go to um, the top tier. Uh, for you guys, I guess, um, being stock contractors and all that, how do you guys feel of the judge? Because if I'm not mistaken, for like the basically, whenever I look at pro bulls, that's bull scores and all that, it's like a two judge type of deal like you know one judge gives you this score and then the other gives you that out of 50 but in the pbr and like different levels there's four judges do you guys feel that it's more i guess fair for your bull to get four judges or to get two and see how how that leads you most of the abbi events are five judges a five judge panel and uh i mean it is what it is it it doesn't matter me to me either way really um, I don't know. You care about them? No, I just like them. Just yeah. Um, for you guys, whenever you guys do buy stock to breed, do you guys look for bulls that have been well? Do you guys look for cows and bulls that have been able to produce great offspring, or is it more or less the bull side or the cow side of things that you look for the most in buying stock to breed? We've actually bought both. Actually, I believe they get most of it from the cow myself. Yeah. 
with that being said, you know, you got to have a good cow, but you also got to bring it to a good bull. But a good cow will throw you a good calf out of just about anything. That's just my yeah my personal opinion. Most of it comes. Most of it. Yes, comes I from the I would. I, I would say that is true because for certain bulls, you know, for example, Bushracker or Airtime, like these higher ranked bulls that give great scores, you can put them to a, a cow that that's a decent cow and get babies that don't perform or take a great cow to a decent bull and get babies that just blow the world just open. Exactly. Um, exactly. Whenever you guys... You strive, you strive to be like the pages and breed world champion bulls. <laughs> yes. Um, do you guys sell your um, babies? Well, do, do you guys sell your offspring of your cattle that that y'all that y'all don't want, or keep the majority of your animals and then just hold back and then hold back all of them until until basically you see all of their outs and and um and um, what they can bring to the table? Okay. Well, we call we go through a culling process and we uh. I mean, they're all just about all of them. There's some of them that aren't for sale, but most of them are for sale. And uh, we keep them as long as still until we until somebody buys one of them, or if it's just one that's special to us, when we want to keep, but keep them as long as we till he lets us down, and then you know let them go. But we, we start them when they're little, and hopefully get in the fertilities with them, and work them all the way up to ABBI deal before they go the PBR in. level. Well, the higher, right. yeah. If somebody comes with the right <laughs> amount of dollars, yes. they can have them. Um, do you guys go to any uh, more rodeo events like the style bronc and like all that stuff before the bull riding, or is it mainly just the bull events that y'all go to? Mainly to the bull to the PBR events, and because uh, that's where we started off and where we want yeah. to be. But we we, we, we try yeah. to get outs on our bulls at other bull riding, just trying to get outs on them to to get them shown and to get them used to, you know, to get them accustomed to howling and going and and all that stuff. It's just like any other animal. You got to bring them along the way as fast as yeah, every Yeah, so one of to different. get on, like, the, I guess, bigger light side of things, you guys, what does it take for you guys to um, get a bull adjusted to the bigger lights or to, like, the um, different um, styles of, like, the shoots and all that and more of the, the bigger end rodeos? All the shoots are the same, um, pretty much. The just get, you get the biggest thing getting them used to the hauling and the eat, eating on the yeah. road, living on the road. You know the eating and the and the drinking and the, the get the right mindset. And I mean, a lot of people think they're all crazy, but then they're they're really not. You know, once they get settled in, they the bulls like it. It's like when you when they walk in that arena and the fireworks and stuff go start going off and all that. It's like somebody flipped the switch on them. And when they come when they come out of the D rigger, yeah, somebody turned the switch off, you know. And they know once they get a little experience under their belt, yeah, yeah. Going, they know so, what's going on. Um, being stock hunters and all that stuff, people have different like misconceptions about the bull, about the um flank strap and all that stuff. Can you guys just um elaborate on where the flank actually goes on the bull? It goes around the flank. It doesn't wrap around their testicles or anything else like people think. There's no electrical device on it. There's nothing that pokes them. There's nothing that prods them. They're not even really tight. You know, I mean, uh, all the flank rope does is yeah. make them exaggerate the kick. And uh, 
and that's it. I mean, there's no harm or nothing done to the bull. Or hurt. Or hurt. I mean, he's lining for, I'd say not every bull, you, the bulls that you see going to the PBR are treated most yeah. better than most people's house pets. Um, you know, and, and, and I mean, I know ours are and everybody else's are too. I mean, the hours that get spent with them and the care they get is, I mean, it's, they get treated probably better than any animal athlete going yeah. up and down the um, road. I'd so, say. Um, just to change things up for, for like more of the championship bull type stuff. Um, do you guys feel like that the, I guess, number of bulls that the whole entire community of the PBR world is being able to see is, I guess, uh, more enhanced nowadays than what it was? Or is it about kind of equal to, oh, there's only three good bulls that can really chase for the title. There's only two or so. Or only one, rather. No, I mean, there's there's more. There's bulls out there that you don't ever even see that are good enough to be in the top ten, and you never even see them at the PBR. You know, I mean, there's just so many events and so many bulls. There's a, a smaller number of events and a great number of bulls, and, uh, I mean, they're hard to get in. And, um, so. Uh, but as far as it just being one bull in the race, now there's anything can happen. Anything can happen. It's a tough race. It's the rules have changed yeah. now, the way they do it. But in the past, I mean, any bull in the top thirty was just about, as far as I'm concerned, were capable of doing it because all we had to do is go in there and have two tremendous outs, and you won it. But now it's now it's the average of six scores plus the other two scores and then they average them all together as far as the world champion goal goes so uh you know if you you've got to be in the top 10 to and i'd say maybe the top five to even yeah think about um for you um you guys are really just overall as fans of the pbr the the new format which is the um like having national um like american brazilian type teams and all that do you guys really enjoy that as like a fan side of things, or is it about like to any other event? Yes. Are you talking about the Global Cup deal? I think it's neat. I think it's, I think neat. it's really neat, and uh, I mean, I enjoy watching it or going to it, either one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just you know, it's something extra. It's, and it's kind of based off of the Olympics is kind of how I look at it. And uh, I think it's neat to see the different countries compete against each other, you know, in a team, as in a team, in a team format, because it's usually so the bull wild. ride, you know, it's, it's every rider against the bull, you know, they're not really in, I mean, they're, they're kind of a camaraderie between them. They're all brothers and it's not one against the other. It really is, but it's not, it's them against the bull. And, with the global deal, it gives a chance, you know, for four or five guys or five guys to six guys, whatever it is, to, you know, to accumulatively do well and, you know, and come out the top, the top country. Yeah, in the global uh, I, I mean, as a fan of the PBR, it's really neat to see, uh, I guess, teams rather, instead of just being a guy against the bull, it's more or less a, a, a squad of riders against the bull. So they really get to connect on a deeper level than what they naturally would. As just riding on at any other event. Um, for right. delivery wise, how do you guys? How are y'all able to tell which delivery best suits your bull? 
you uh, usually want them coming out on, you know, just like a horse gets in, has a favorite leader, right or a left. And that's how you determine which side the bull comes out on. 90% of the time. Now, some of them do better if they cross up or, but ninety most of the time you start them off on their yeah, on their lead um, side. For you, uh, for you guys, like with the deliveries and all that, do you guys feel that some bulls, as like they're younger, do better on one side? As they get older, they kind of need to change it up a bit, or just for you guys, just keep them on the same delivery because you know what they can do on on a consistent level instead of changing it, changing it up for like an out or two, just to test what can happen. Well, we've had some that we've had to swap sides on, and then the. Some of them, like one of the bulls we haul now, every now and then at home, he'll get lazy because he goes to bucking people off and he'll get lazy and he'll stop thinking. So we'll, I'll, when we get home, I'll swap him to the other side and buck him on the other side. And then uh, and then the next event, we'll put him back on, you know, we'll return him to his original side, but we'll swap him up just to make him think. Yeah, to change up, I guess, his mindset on, the, yeah. Um, for, you know, owning bulls and that, and just having bulls that are really intelligent animals for you know um for you know what they're giving credit on do do you feel like that the bulls uh have i guess gotten a little bit have changed up their game a lot due to the new genetics that are being present and um just being able to get your hands on or or um do y'all think that these bulls have just been able just to um hit that one lever that just has them Explode rather. Um, you were breaking and coming in and out on me. I don't know if I got. Oh, it. I'll. I'll uh, I was just saying how. Um, do y'all feel like that the bulls have been able to um, hit that lever now with the new genetics and and um, all that present to really get them to explode consistently? Well, like I said before, there's always been real good bulls around. To me, the biggest thing that genetics has done is giving you a bigger pool of the real good yeah. bulls. You know, back like in the bodacious days and all those days, you know, there was a when you went to the rodeo, it was all dependent on what you drew. And now there's a lot bigger, a lot bigger pool to pick from. When you know, when you go to when you go to the PBR, ninety percent of the bulls there. When you if you get on them and ride them, you probably win. You know, you stand a chance of winning the round or moving on. And um, to me, that's what the genet and that's really what the genetics have really done. Yeah, well, with the genetics being present, do you guys ever? Because I know some people, some stock contractors do uh, don't do cloning and and that kind of sort of thing because you aren't really getting, I guess, the full bull as like its original clone er was for it's like for example like um white water he has been cloned but his offspring right. or his clones i guess rather don't they aren't they aren't the same white water as he was so do you so how do you guys feel about the whole entire cloning process and things i'm totally against it myself me too yeah i mean because the it's if you guys again the same bull theoretically look wise but i mean you guys don't get in the same bowl bucking power wise exactly exactly and then to me it's just it's just it's just not right you know yeah yeah 
but you don't you don't come out with you. I mean, yeah, it might look like him, but it don't mean he'll act like him. And if the good Lord wanted us all to be the same, he'd have made us yeah. the same. Um, do you guys feel that with um, I guess having a bull such as the bull that's been posted by, by the PBRSF, you know, being like kind of like a really sweet house bull. I, well, in that case, a, a, a really sweet house bull. Do you guys feel like that it's harder to see him, I guess, lose because of that extra connection that, that y'all have to him? Or is it about just seeing any of your bulls that you've owned the same amount of time just lose like an event or something? It's like Okay, that's one event. There's, a, there's always next weekend, or, you know, that kind of idea. Well, you're not going to go out there and win every one of them. And uh, it's just not. I mean, there's so many. If you look at the top 30 bulls in the ABBI, they were, with the exception of a few, they were pretty much, it was pretty much decided two or three events ago who they were. Now, there's some bulls that are just being brought to the table that are just as good, you know. But, uh, and then as far as the little one, I mean, he'll always, yeah, we hope he bucks, but he'll always be special either way. And uh, it'd be, a, we'd get the full package if he bucked. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, for I, for I, having a more or less, I guess, a, um, a really sweet bull, do you guys feel that whenever, because, um, you know, the aspect behind bulls is that they're mean and all that stuff. Do you guys really enjoy having a bull to show the world that, not all bulls are this vicious, angry animal as they're, you know, meant out to be. Well, um, yes, of course. Um, but he's, he's, he's not all. Bulls, <laughs> <but> <laughs> he is a yeah. bull. <laughs> he's, he's, the older he gets, he's, I mean, it's not that he's not sweet, but he can get into some stuff. So he doesn't always come into the house. <laughs> I mean, it's neat having the, when you have uh, the bull, the bigger bulls at the at the PBR. It's neat when you have one that can go out there and buck with the best of them, and then when you get home, be able to walk in his pen and pet him, and uh, you know, and what have you. Uh, and there's a lot of them that are like that. I mean, look at Bruiser; he's a world champion, not once, but a couple yeah. times. And HD and uh, and Dylan. Big, and Mr. Dillon can bathe him, pet him, do whatever they want. I mean, he, you can pet him; yeah. he's a big baby. But he does. He knows when when it's time to go to work. He goes to work, and uh, it's really neat having one like that because you get, you know, you get the whole experience. You get a bull at bucks, and you can be really be proud of him that end. And then he's like a pet too. You know, I mean, you have relationships with all of them, but some of them just don't. Some of them never let yeah. you touch. Them, you know, their whole life. And then there's other ones with exception, like Bruiser. And we had one. He wasn't as good as Bruiser, but he was like that. And it's neat to have. Them. Yeah. Um. Sure. I guess. Um, more or less like the outsiders looking in. Do you guys feel that that um, whenever you guys go to different events and all that, do you guys feel like an extra pressure to um, I guess succeed whenever you know your bulls in the um in the um ABBI standard are like going against like the pages or like the burgers like that sort of deal? Well. If you can hang with the pages and beat them every now and then, it's a whole to to us. It's a whole different. I mean, it's nice to yeah. win the money, but if we can go somewhere and hang with HD and Mr. Dillon or beat them, it's just as much fulfillment as it is winning the check because 
I mean, I can't say enough good things about them or their program. And uh, but you know, you've accomplished something. You've yeah. accomplished something. If you can play with them, then you can play anywhere. Oh, I agree with that uh, completely. Because they are some of the, they are one of the best to ever compete cons- on a consistent weekend and and a week out basis with their bulls, and you know, always bring something new to the table every you know single year in and year out. You know, and everything, a lot of people don't realize that. Everything that they bring, yeah. they raise. You know, I mean, anybody can go out and buy a bull and stuff. But when you raise one and it gets to go, you know, that, that to me, that's the definition of a true bull, man, a true stock. Yeah, is, is whenever you have your own stock that you've raised that, can, that consistently year in and year out, you can say – that bull is pure to, I guess, my lines that I've been having for these past few years and so. Which exactly. is why I, because, you know, whenever they post cowling, like, all that for sale, you don't really see, like, another stock contractor's name attached to a cow or, like, a, or like a very old bull. Like, 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 it always says consistently the pages, or maybe once in a while, it'll say something different, but majority of the time it'll say the pages, so-and-so number, and then you know, for sale for that so-and-so price. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I guess before I uh, end this, um, for you guys, do you guys um, want to say anything I am special about, you know, what um, y'all been doing for these past, I guess, to, uh, how many years y'all been doing this now? Or six, six years? years. Um, do, yeah. do y'all feel like... Uh, compared to starting out then to now that that y'all have been able to get a better grasp on what um you need to do to be to be able to have the most enjoyment out of this but also know that at the end of the day i need to put forth the most effort to win this event or that event what would you say well you learn something new every day yeah there's not a day that goes by that they don't teach you something yeah and uh I mean, there's different events that are, you know, there's more, some events that are more prestigious than others. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but a win's a win. I'll take anyone I can Oh, get. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. Well, um, thank you guys for joining me for this interview. I really do ap- appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you. No any time, you. man. You know, lay down the line a year or, you you know, lay down the years of y'all owning bulls and so I'll, I'll be more than happy for y'all to come on for I guess an updated version of you know our last interview and so okay right. sounds well great. thank you, thank you. Um, right. hope that you two have a wonderful uh, rest of your evening and to the best with you know your whole entire industry and all of that going forward thank you Okay, guys, this is Porter. Um, this podcast was brought to you by Dennis Davis Bucking Bulls, um, world-class bucking bull trainer. Um, I would like to say thank you to him and to our guests that we have today for joining me on this podcast. And um, I just hope the best for them and for everybody who's watching this. So thank you, guys, and have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> That's another. That's, that's another. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Yeah, don't let me fool you. <laughs> He's a great. Oh, he man. is. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.